everybody, welcome to One Drink, the podcast where we talk about one topic for one drink. I'm Oliver. I'm Matthew. And today we are uh, doing a little bit of history. History. As well as two Medal of Honor stories. Yep. Uh, we've got kind of a bigger history uh, collection today. Yeah. From December. I'm kind of in the beginning of December. I'm actually 30th, 1st, and 2nd, so, you know. I'm there you go. And then uh, Matt's got some from, from all over the month of December. Yep. Um, Had to switch it up a little bit for the end of December, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, you started a new job, and yeah. the holidays are coming up, and it's crazy time, so. Just figure, you know. Yeah. Uh, close out the year. And close out the year. Start again fresh. Start again fresh. I like it. I like it. And we got our... <laughs> We're all festive, festive for Christmas. That's the word I was trying to find. Festivus? Festive. <laughs> it's a festivus for the rest of us. <laughs> I fucking love that show. Uh, all right, so we're going to start December 8th, 1952. The first TV acknowledgement of pregnancy. First I love Lucy. TV. Oh. So you know how like they never really show pregnancy on shows back in the day? I don't know why. It's just weird. It's the norm. It's how we're here. It's a weird thing. I know. But this was the first um, time it was on a popular television show. Okay. I Love Lucy. I've seen a couple of those shows. Man, I used to, uh, dude, I used to watch that show with my mom all the time. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's a funny show. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of older shows Mm -hmm. because I got like me TV or something and they show like, you know, just older shows. Yeah. And I watch them more than I watch the modern yeah. shows, you know. Dude, I used to watch all those with my mom. I Love Lucy, Andy Griffith, Andy um, Griffith yeah. Dick Van Dyke. Hey, Pa. Yeah. Pa, what are we doing today, Pa? <laughs> <laughs> but it's funny when you watch those shows because some of the stuff that is said and done in some of those shows mm-hmm. would never fly in today's, oh, no. today's society. No way. Like the Golden Girls. Yeah. Um, that was it's a great show. If you watch it now, you're just oh, yeah, like it's rough. What? Yep. It was great, yep. you know? Yep. But now, I mean No, you can't say Do that not now. ever remake that show. No. I will ban, I will protest, I will fly. Mm-hmm. They'd probably do it'd probably be some dumbass reboot too with like Lindsay Lohan as Blanche or it'd something. Be horrible. Yeah, I mean, worst. It would just be horrible. It'd be the worst. I wonder if there's a collection of Actresses that could do that show justice. Mm, I don't know. Man, I'm trying to think. <laughs> we should do a show about the Golden Girls. The Golden Girls. <laughs> or if they were to do, if they were to like remake an iconic show, who we think should play. Yeah, that cast would have, that would have. Show. So we'll start with that show. We'll yeah. do like a a Golden Girls one. We'll yeah. do like. Funny stuff and who we think, mm-hmm. but that's gonna take me a minute. I know. I'm gonna have to think about that because, yeah, and we'll get hired as like casting directors. I would love it. That would be sweet. I would re, yeah, I would cast no one. I'd be like, you're not redoing this show. <laughs> I'd be show like, off. shows off. Matt won't cast anybody. <laughs> Sorry. Redirect them right to one drink podcast. <laughs> That'd be awesome. Uh. All right, uh, November 30th, 1700, uh, the Battle of Narva occurred as 8,000 Swedish troops under King Charles XII invaded Norway, defeating a force of 50,000 Russians. Sheesh. So 8,000 Swedish took down 50,000 Russians. That just sounds... That's so lopsided. Dude, what a defeat. It sounds impossible. Russia. Yeah, I know. Like... 
Boy, you got that ass whooped. Wow. That's like first round knockout. Yeah. Type. 8,000 to 50. That's like when Tyson knocked that dude out in what? Like 8 seconds oh. or 13 seconds yeah. or whatever it, it was. was. Just bit, bit. Done. Done. <laughs> yeah. Oh, shit. Can you imagine the people that paid like thousands of dollars for like front row seats? Oh. I mean, you know, sweet. You got to say that you were there for that because that's like an iconic thing now. But True. I mean, you did. Uh, you eight, spent all that money. 8 seconds. For, to see Tyson for 8 seconds it or whatever. It took you it was. longer to park, get in your seat. Oh, yeah. Sit through all the preliminaries, which probably sucked. Yeah. Eight seconds, and you're like, ding! Bow! Boom! Ding, 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 ding! What? I would just sit in that seat until... Imagine, imagine, imagine if you were, like, on your way back with, like, a hot dog or something. Oh, and it's... And you weren't even in your seat, like, right when it started, you were like, you know, ding! (sighs) Ding, 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 ding! Wait, What? Wait a minute. What? Yeah. <laughs> you know? How many people were taking a piss and missed the whole thing? Gone. Done. Because uh, oh. you know there was those people who were like, uh, I got time. Right, I got time. I'll get a beer. I got time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nope. Nope. I would oh, just take those God, beers. I would, I would just take those beers and just be like, fuck this, man. Oh. <laughs> uh, yep. Okay. So, December 12th, 1980. Apple makes its initial public offering on the U.S. stock market. This is when Apple was introduced kind of into the stock market world. 38 years later, it would become the first U.S. company valued at over $1 trillion. Could you imagine if we, if any of our parents just invested two bucks into the stock market? Yowza. Yowza. Is right. I mean, you know those. There's those people out there, though. Just two bucks that did. You know what I mean? That 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 got in yeah. in the beginning and they and let it sit for ten. forty years. You yeah. know what I mean? And then they're like, you know, over the years they were like, damn, this Apple thing keeps going way up, up. and up. And then it's like, and, up. and then you up. know, within the past what twenty years, it's, ten years, it's the the iPhone and like just oh, dude, over the last yeah, over the last twenty years, man, it fucking oh. Crazy money. Two dollars! Crazy money. God damn it. Crazy money. I know. Uh, December 1st, 1990, uh, England was connected to mainland Europe for the first time since the Ice Age as engineers uh, dug a railway tunnel under the English Channel and broke through the final rock layer. Now that would be cool. Yeah. That's 22 miles. That's a 22 mile stretch that they had to dig. Underwater? Yeah. Under the English Channel. (laughs) To France. I would love to go. Under the sweet. Yeah, just yeah, it takes like a couple minutes <laughs> right. to cross though. Yeah. It's only twenty two miles by train. It would be cool to just watch like the the construction of it all. Oh, just yeah. From beginning to end, mm-hmm. being like, How the hell did you Well dude, they have those huge those huge tunnel digging machines. You ever seen those things? No. They're just like these big circles. Uh-huh. Right? And the machine just it rotates and it's got like all these. Oh, through weird... the rock you mean? Yeah. Oh, and that, yeah. that's how they make tunnels, dude. They just dig a circle. Yeah. Straight through. Man. They lay tracks in front of this big machine, and it just... That's got I have seen one of those. They're just the, massive. The, just the rocks coming out, you know? Yeah. Jeez. It's got to be... It's crazy. It's got to be cool. Cool as shit to see. <clears throat> but yeah, I don't know how long it took. Um, I imagine it was several years. <laughs> a while. <laughs> so, but man, what a sketchy place to work, though. Like, you're digging a tunnel under the English Channel. That's what I'm saying. Like, at any moment, you see a leak, and you're like... 
Fuck. Uh, I think we should leave. Fuck. Because <laughs> what are you going to do? Not going to outrun it. No. Hell. Not going to outrun it. There's no, you're just... No way. I wonder how far underneath they have to go. God, you gotta... For I mean, it to be safe. But then they have to, like, build up the walls, because, you know, it's not like they just leave it dirt. Yeah. You know what I mean, they make it out of concrete or whatever That's a lot. it is, but... That's crazy. Whew. All right, so we talked about curling before, right? We were gonna curl... Dude. ...with my aunt. My yeah. aunt's actually the curling going, club of Rochester, right? Yeah, she's actually traveling to, um, Cleveland... For a curling competition? Curling competition. Oh. And... They have it here at downtown Rochester. Yeah. The village thing yeah. that they got going on. Mm-hmm. We so, gotta go. I mean, curling, she's good, though. Her I'm and bad. my uncle are good. Let's just shuffleboard. What's that, though? Yeah. That's exactly what curling is. <clears throat> All right. Singer. So, yeah. December 19th, 1920, first U.S. indoor curling rinks, rink opens in Brookline, Massachusetts. It's pretty sweet. I mean, I would love... I just want to... Oh, you know those stones are heavy though. They're like forty pounds. Yeah, I would never be able to lift it. They're heavy as shit. I'm just scared I wouldn't be able to get back up. So you know, <laughs> for it to be considered an official curling stone, mm-hmm. so those stones can only come from one area. It's like off an island in like Greenland or something, or Iceland, really, or whatever. Yeah, it's like a super specific thing to make it uh, an, for official. it should be in a like an actual curling stone huh. like a, i'm sure they make them yeah you know imitations or yeah out of whatever but like the real i, I swear to god it's like i it's would a, love to get a real one at all dude it'd yeah, be I mean, so sweet authentic stamp of like curling you know whatever yeah that would be sweet yeah be super cool Where's so from? yeah all right here we go here we go i found it no, no, what is this? I don't want this. Um, fuck. Where is the stone? Okay, curling stone. The curling stone, <clears throat> also sometimes called a rock in North America, is made of granite and is specific, uh, or and is specified by the World Curling Federation, which requires a weight between 38 and 44 pounds, mm-hmm. a maximum circumference of 36 inches, and a maximum height of 4.5 inches. The only part of the stone in contact with the ice... Is the running surface a narrow, flat, blah 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 blah? The granite for the stones comes from two sources: um, uh, Isla Craig, an island off of the Ayrshire coast of Scotland. Mm-hmm. There it is, um, and Treffer Granite Quarry in Wales. Wow! Yeah, so I knew I knew that there was an island, something in there. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, can I put an order in for one of those sweet-ass curling stones? I wonder how much they are. I mean, they got to be pretty pricey. Dude, yeah, especially for them to come to come out of two places. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that's like got to be... <laughs> you like granite countertop, my ass. Right. I got a granite curling. I got curl. a granite curling stone. <laughs> yeah, what do you do with that? Slide it down the ice. Yeah. Yeah. Man, so take that. So, no. yeah, we will have to... Um, at one point, down the road, sometime, challenge my aunt and uncle to a curling match. Is this An gonna- average set of sixteen curling stones will cost roughly eight to twelve thousand dollars. This means that each curling stone costs between five and five hundred and seven hundred fifty dollars. I feel like that's not bad. 
Five to seven hundred bucks. Oh, for one. For one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. A full set could be up to twelve grand. How many do you need? Three. Sixteen. For a full set, it says. How many do you need for one player, though? Four. Oh, okay. I mean, we'll rent for a while, and then right. <laughs> and they're guy uh, like synthetic ones. You know what I mean? <laughs> Like, can I just get one that's made out of a rock? Yeah. Like, why does it... Yeah. So we'll rent... You know what's really annoying? I'm going to end up, like, researching curling yeah. all night tonight. Dude, I'm telling you, so... Because I want to do... know why it's got to be those stones, but I don't think that anybody wants to yeah. watch me be on Google all day <laughs> for the whole show. So we are going to have to set up a match yes. at some point. Yes. And we'll, we'll film that. Of course. Absolutely. But you never know. We could learn quickly. I don't think that's something you can learn quick. No, no. You, you There's know. so much technique into it, and I'm not about to be, you know, like, like they go because they get low, man. That but who's sweeping? Not me. I can't. I'm throwing the stone, dude. I'm not. I'm gonna be slipping and falling, and oh, dude, I'll be all over the place. It's gonna be a mess. It's gonna be, gonna be terrible. It's gonna be hilarious, though. <laughs> I can't wait. It's just gonna. So be get a, ready, Aunt Wendy yeah. and Uncle Mark. Yeah, are. it's just gonna be a collection of us falling on the ice. The new year, 2022. We one will, drink. We will set this match up. One stone. Because they gotta, they gotta have an open, um, like a. Uh, oh yeah, there's yeah, yeah. Oh, that's gonna be good. One stone. I can't. Yeah. <laughs> one, one stone. God, it's gonna be. Yeah, that's gonna be great. I can't wait. All right, December second, nineteen eighty-two. The first permanent artificial heart was implanted in sixty-one-year-old Barney C. Clark by wow. Doctor William um, Devries. At the University of Utah Medical Center in Salt Lake City, Clark, who was near death at the time of this operation, survived 112 days after the implantation. Wow. And that was 1982, I mean. 1982, yeah. That's an artificial heart. It's 1982. It's crazy what they're coming out with, too, because now they're having, like, these, you know, 3D printer machines. Mm -hmm. Now they have more sophisticated ones. Yeah. Where they could, you know, make organs now, which... Blows my mind, dude. Yeah, it's I like I don't know what they made it out. What do they make it? Out? I don't know, but it's just freaky, right? And what do they make them out of now? Why well, I didn't even know that was a thing <laughs> to have an artificial heart. Yeah. I mean, I know they got pacemakers to control, you yeah. know, how your heart beats, yeah. but not to replace the whole heart, right? Like valves. Yeah, it's weird. It's. I wonder if anybody made a joke like, "Do you even have a heart?" Right. Well, no. Right. Right. What? I, I actually don't. <laughs> People be like, what? No, I don't. You're heartless. I have a fake one. Right. They'll be like, and it works. It's like uh, uh, Tony Starks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Takes the thing out. Oh, man. All right, so December 21st, 1913. The first crossword puzzle with 32 clues printed in New York. Hmm. I never... I mean, I've done crossword puzzles. I'm awful at crossword. I'm literally so full. My grandfather used to sit on the front porch, and he would do them all the time. Mine too. And sometimes I would come over, and I would... I mean, dude, I They're could, crazy. I couldn't get any of these. No. And, like, even if I was to do it now, recently, with no all way. the knowledge I have... No. Not even close. I think maybe with this show, two years of the knowledge that we've uh, researched, I may be able to get yeah, one. Yeah, but what do we know? Nothing. We can talk about nothing <laughs> all day. You know what I mean? It's like when you watch Jeopardy. Yeah. And you're like, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get one. I'm going to get one. I'm going to get one this show. I'm going to get one. 
And you watch the whole thing. Yeah, and you yeah. sit there like this. And then you're like, oh, wait, uh, duh, uh, duh. Oh, damn. Right. I knew that one. And even when a, uh, a subject comes up that you might think you know, like, mm-hmm. letters right. that start with B. Right. And, you're, and you're you like, have no idea. All right. It's gotta be, one's got to be like, you know, something easy. Mm-hmm. No, no. No. Hell Words no. I'd never heard do of. Ever, do you ever, like, go to guess one? You you are, you were like, oh, I I know this one. A confident. And, you, and you're just, boom, and you slap the answer, and it's dead wrong. <laughs> yeah. Like, couldn't even be more wrong yeah, if always. you tried, and you're like, oh, oh man. That show makes me feel so stupid. It does. It makes me feel so stupid. But when I get one, no matter how easy or how hard it is. You are pumped. I've, I've already won. Yep. I don't need Final Jeopardy. I don't need a wager. I have already won the show. Dude, if I ever went on that show and I got one, like yeah. I actually got it right, I'd walk off the show. You just drop your little yep. thing. I'd be like, <laughs> fuck you, dude. I'll like some out. Uh, even though he's, he passed. I would do the same thing. Yeah. I would I would just write down for my final Jeopardy answer. I would stick around to the end. Yep. And you know well, you would just answer every question <laughs> wondering about this. And you, you have to write down your final answer, I would be like, I won. Right. <laughs> then you'd be like, no, that's the wrong answer. I'd be like, no. That's, Is it though? That's the right Is answer. It? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's okay. Awesome. So let's get into some Medal of Honor. Yeah. I'm going to kick us off with uh, Corporal David P. Champagne, uh, Champagne. U.S. Marines. Yeah. Korea. Advancing his platoon in the initial assault of a company against a strongly fortified and heavily defended hill position. Another one. Mm-hmm. Fighting for... Um, Always on the hill. Mm-hmm. Gotta, gotta get... Uh, gotta get height. That height advantage, man. Ugh. Or, uh... What am I trying to say? Anyways. Um, Corporal Champagne skillfully led his fire team through a veritable hail of intense enemy machine gun, small arms, and grenade fire overrunning trenches and a series of almost impenetrable bunkers positioned before reaching the crest of the hill and placing his men in defensive positions. So already, just right off the bat, they already took the hill. Like, just walked right through it. Suffering a painful leg wound while assaulting, um, or while assisting in repelling the ensuing hostile counterattack, which was launched under cover of a murderous hail of mortar and artillery fire, he steadfastly refused evacuation and fearlessly continued to control his fire team. Um, when the enemy counterattack increased in intensity and a hostile grenade landed in the midst of the fire team, Corporal Champagne unhesitatingly seized the deadly missile and hurled it in the direction of the approaching enemy. As the grenade left its hand, or left his hand, it exploded, blowing off his hand and throwing him out of the trench. Wow. Mortally wounded by enemy mortar fire while in the while in this exposed position, Corporal Champagne, by his valiant leadership, fortitude, and gallant spirit of self-sacrifice in the face of almost certain death, undoubtedly saved the lives of several of his fellow Marines. Whew. His heroic actions served to inspire all who observed him and reflect the highest credit upon himself in the U.S. Naval Service. He gallantly gave his life for his country. Now, you said missile, right? Yeah, yeah, it said missile. My God. So I don't know if it's... I mean, it said grenade, but I don't know why it said missile, but yeah. I don't know. Either way, it's... it's crazy. Yeah. Uh, but That's, yeah, just yeah. another uh, story. He, you know, gets wounded, 
Yeah. Could go back for help. Doesn't. No way. And then a grant grenade lands right there. Yeah. And I mean, we've heard countless. We've gone over countless stories of people just diving on it, covering it up with yeah, their yeah. bodies to to protect their. But I mean, and that, those are snap decisions that these guys make. Like they don't think about it at all. No. You know what I mean? Like there's no. And this dude, I love though that he tried to grab it and throw it back at their asses. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, yeah. man, and maybe one second longer because they said as he threw it, it went off. Right. You know what I mean? And but I mean, he saved the lives of his of his guys and yeah. You know, the mission was complete. Yeah. Again, yeah, I mean that is split like so it rolls and it's not a perfect circle either, so you don't right. know. Yeah, and it's just like bing bing bing. You got to kind of Oh shit. Yeah. I love that last like fuck you moment. You know what I mean? Of just grabbing it and trying to throw it back. And you know I'm I'm not saying for sure, but I can guarantee you most of those men, yeah, that do that those words come out of their mouth. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. They're like, no. You, you know yeah. I mean? Oh, yeah. And they just launch it back. <laughs> yeah. That's what I would say. That would be my last words there. I mean, holy moly. Yep. So. I hope you look somebody dead in the face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah, know what I mean? Like, like <laughs> Whatever. Uh, good story. Yeah. All right. So we're going to go to Paul Joseph Weedorfer. 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 It's going to be a tough one. Mm-hmm. But World War II U.S. Army. He alone made it possible for his company to advance until the object was seized. Company G had cleared a wooded area of snipers, and one platoon was advancing across open clearing toward another woods when it was met by heavy machine gun fire from two gunmen positions dug in at the edge of the second woods. These positions were flanked by enemy riflemen. The platoon took over uh, behind a small ridge approximately 40 yards from the enemy position. There was no other available protection, and the entire platoon was pinned down by the German fire. It was about noon, and, um, and the day was clear, but the terrain extremely difficult due to the three-inch snowfall the night before over the ice-covered ground. Mm. So, it's just cold. Yeah. Ice. Snow. Snow. Yeah. It, Talk about making a, a bad situation worse. Oh, my God. You know God, what I mean? Dude. Like, you're already into this, it's crazy, it's war, and and now it's snowing. You know what I mean? And you know, it's the adrenaline, I'm sure, but it still has... It's so cold. It still has an effect on everything that you do. Uh, Weedorfer, realizing that the platoon advance could not continue until two enemy machine gun nests were destroyed, voluntarily charged uh, alone across the slippery open ground with no protection cover of any kind. Running in a crouched position under a hail of enemy fire, he slipped and fell in the snow, but quickly rose and continued forward with enemy, um, enemy concentrating automatic and small arms fire on him as he advanced. Miraculously escaping injury, Weedorfer reached a point um, some 10 yards from the first machine gun emplacement and hurled a hand grenade into it. With his rifle, he killed the remaining Germans and, without hesitation, wheeled the right and attacked a second empla- emplacement. One of the enemies was wounded by his fire, and uh, six immediately surrendered. This heroic action by one man enabled the platoon to advance from behind in protecting the ridge and continued successfully to reach its objective. A few minutes later, when both platoon leaders and the platoon sergeant were wounded, Weedorfer assumed command of the platoon, leading it forward with inspired energy until the mission was accomplished. Jesus. So he went in and took out two machine gun nests by himself. Dude, I, again, like, with the same frequency as, as these guys yeah. falling on grenades. 
These guys that run up and take out all these machine gun nests, dude, are 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 yeah are, are crazy. And so like their platoon was stuck. They couldn't go nowhere. Yeah. They're like, what do we do? Right. This I got it. This dude's like, I'll run across an open field covered in snow. Yeah. He's like, hold my beer. Right. Right. That's a hundred percent a hold my beer moment. <laughs> And he, I can just imagine, like, afterwards when, like, it's all done, he just, like, pokes his head up, like, from the, the enemy spot and he's like, we're good! Yeah. Come on! Come on, guys! Oh. Bring my beer! Oh, my God. So, Jesus. Yeah. Weedorfer. Weedorfer. And he lived. Which that's, And he lived. Man. Can you Would imagine, you? like, just sitting there and just having him tell you this story? I wish. I wish. It'd just be one of those moments where you're like this. Right. And it's not one of those conversations where, you know, you're like, right, okay, dude. This, I'm telling you, like, if this dude was here, you and I both would just We'd be, be like this. Oh, my God. Because, you know, his his story would be... Oh, yeah, what's well, all the, the actual detail of it, too, and... It would be amazing, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would be... Oh, man. Man! Especially that, too, man, just like... Like, you did what? Right. You did what? <laughs> And, and you know, he'll be like, yeah, I had one of those moments when I threw the grenade. Right, and I was like, you, yep. <laughs> yep, 100%. He's like, all of us guys did that. <laughs> like, yep, that's that would I'm be doing. my question for him. I'd be like, let me ask you a question. <laughs> I have to ask it. If you threw, when you <clears throat> threw that grenade into that nest, were you right. like, you? Yeah. And he'd be like, yup. Of course I was. Oh, God. Badass. Oh, badass, dude. Just badass, 100%. Oh, so yes, that is our one drink for history and these great Medal of Honor stories. Yep, fantastic. Oh. I love them. I love them, and they're great. It just more to come in the new year too, for sure. I mean, there's a lot. Yep, there's a lot of them. Yep. Yeah, but anyways, guys, that's our one drink for the show, and that's our history, our Medal of Honor stories. We hope mm-hmm. that you have a wonderful, wonderful Christmas yep. and New Year's. Uh, this will be our last <clears throat> history show for the year, mm-hmm. uh, but we will be back um, after the New Year full yeah. force. So don't you worry, bringing you all the facts that you wish you didn't know. Yep. <laughs> and for New Year's, we might get together on New Year's. Yeah, New Year's or, Day. Or somewhere close yeah. and do like a live or, yep. you know, we might do something. Yeah. Depending on... Oh, what, yeah, yeah, yeah. The live. Yeah, yeah. What New our, Year's Eve. Yeah. What our activities... We gotta try to bring it together and do it live. Yeah, I mean, we got all day. For sure. But be sure to watch out for that. And if not, we hope that you have a fun and safe holiday. Indeed. Um, Yeah, and we will catch you guys next year. Next year, baby! But until then, see ya. Cheers.